0: I'm Get yeah. out of here with them. We talking about in I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about in Welcome
1: Deep fam to another episode of Balls Deep with Devin and Jovan. As you can see, Jovan is not present, and in his place is our special guest, Isaiah. It seems like when Jovan's not here, Isaiah, you're the go-to, you're the go-to. So, um, thank you for joining us, and first and foremost, I want to apologize, because uh, we haven't had an episode in a week. Last week, we didn't drop an episode at all. That was unexpectedly, uh, or... Yeah, it was very unexpected, so it wasn't intentional. So we apologize, but we here to drop some gems today and uh, and from here on out. So uh, bear with us. Uh, but first and foremost, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe if you haven't already, and show some love. And we'll definitely show love back. We're definitely we definitely enjoyed the raffle that we had, the giveaway, and uh, hope we're hoping we can do some more of that. You know in the near future so show some love and we'll we'll get we'll get to that uh very soon so uh but for today's episode we're going to be talking about the nfl and the free agency drama or saga i should say uh with all these releases going on um i know me and jovan touched on you know the bloodbath that was pending or just beginning in our last episode and uh since then there's been a lot of signings, a lot of releases, uh, things are getting interesting in the NFL and the 2021 season is looking like it's going to be very interesting and we haven't even got to the draft yet. So we're going to talk about, you know, our favorite signings, our least favorite signings, uh, who we think, you know, has won free agency thus far and who's, you know, our loser of free agency thus far, uh, we're just going to, you know, try to go with the wind and see where this conversation takes us. But, Isaiah, I know you're a Falcons fan, so how do you think, you know, your Falcons are panning out in free agency so far?
0: I think with the Falcons, uh, we're getting uh, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot. They're doing what they said they would do, and that's pretty much, you know, fix our team with the best, like, that's available and make sure they make Right choice, the step towards that, because he he takes away our need from looking for a running back right away, and he's someone who stepped up for Christian McCaffrey last year and showed what he can do given the opportunity. So I think signing him gives us a little bit of breathing room going into a, the draft and helps us with whatever we need on defense, or maybe if we want to go get Kyle Pitts at tight end, or it just gives us that little bit of extra room that we need at the moment. And,
1: so that's I, 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 that I'm aware of. I think that's the biggest signing you guys have I've had thus far in free agency. I know you guys have little signings like Barkebius Mingo, um, but uh-huh. you guys had a few departures, you know, in in um Keanu Neal, who went to Dallas, um oh. Alex Mack, who went to the 49ers. Um, so those are some two big blows on both sides on offense and defense. So if only you guys can recover. Because you guys have a tough division ahead of you, even though Drew Brees has retired. Yes, he has announced his retirement officially. I know we haven't talked on that about that on the podcast. The Saints are still a quality squad, so yeah. Th- division is tough, and you have the defending champs, the Bucks, sitting in your at, at the top of your division. So you got a long way to go to you know compete. And talent wise, offensively, you guys are there, like in terms of playmakers. You mm-hmm. just need a lot more, and it's almost—it's oh. almost like the Giants last season. They were, you know, we didn't have any playmakers, playmakers on the offensive side, but our defense was like in win now mode, and our offense was like in rebuild mode. So we're like, we were—we weren't doing so well. But as a Giants fan today, I'm one happy camper, boy. <laughs> So the Giants, they they started off with start, they start off sketchy, and uh-huh. it pissed me off because like they released our best offensive lineman, and I'm like, fuck Kevin Zeitler, what are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do now? And then Leonard Williams, a franchise tag Leonard Williams, and it was pretty much holding his cap hit was pretty much holding the Giants hostage. It was a 19 million dollar yeah. cap hit, and. So we couldn't even re sign Dalvin Thompson because we needed to sign him to a long term contract to even create the space for uh, Dalvin Thompson. So before we even were able to sign him to a long term deal, Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, departed and went to Minnesota. And I'm like, Great. Then we come to an agreement with Leonard Williams. And that's where the spree began. I mean, we had you know it started off with, you know, Devontae Booker for and I still don't understand the financials to that deal. I understand why we went and got him because his special team ability. And he's essentially going to be our, our third string running back. He's going to fill the Deion Lewis role. Mm-hmm. That's the one I didn't understand. But then you, a lot of their signings had to do with low risk, high reward. You went and got John Ross, the receiver, um, former first-round pick. That was an, on a one-year deal. That was nice. You got Reggie Raglin on a one-year deal, uh, a linebacker, who has Super Bowl experience when he played for the Chiefs. He's a run-stopper, and he has Bama history. We know Joe Judge and his history with Bama. So that is a low-risk, high-reward at that. But then... Then you top it off, you know, with with the biggest receiver on the market, Kenny Galladay. Happy Galladay, everybody. You already know. Kenny Galladay is a, in... Uh, He's in blue. And they didn't just stop there. They didn't just stop there. So, you know, the Titans, they had a corner. They dropped him not that long ago. Dory Jackson in the first round. They released him for financial reasons. And we was like, come on down see Matt Lice and sign that boy, too. So those those two signings alone were big. And we didn't just sign them to one-year deals. We signed them to multi-year contracts. Some people are saying that we overpaid for one or the other, or maybe both. But hey, there it might seem like we're overpaying now, but if they play to their, you know, their potential, or what we're accustomed to from them when healthy, those are bargains because those contracts are not going to be as high as they were as they are now. We're probably going to have to put we would have probably had to pay a premium later if we signed them to a short-term contract. So. The potential is, sky is the limit. Or, like Michael Jordan said, the roof is the ceiling. (laughs) So, these two signings allow us flexibility because we were, they were emphasizing, you know, playmakers, playmakers, playmakers. They got Galladay. Then now they're, they're, we needed a cornerback too. We got a Dory Jackson to solidify our secondary. So, going into the draft at number 11, it's looking like we could just draft best player available. Mm Because we we don't we're not required to go out and kind of reach for a player not saying we're not going to get a receiver because there's plenty of receivers got a couple of Bama guys out there that we can grab and so it's not like we can't grab a receiver but we can you know grab offensive lineman edge um michael parsons if he's there at linebacker we could trade back even i know get is not you know that's not part of his game plan he's never done it but There's always a first for everything. So, as a Giants fan, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. And that doesn't come often under, you know, this Gettleman tenure. So, appreciate it. I give credit when it's due. And he's doing a good job. Or I should say doing a great job. So, I can't wait to see what they do in the draft. I'm looking forward to next season. And people, like Stephen A. Smith, Max Kettleman, uh, he said the Giants are, you know, the team to beat in the NFC East. And Stephen A. Smith laughed it off. I don't understand it. I don't get what was so comical because I honestly think the Giants are the most <laughs> balanced team in the division, offense and defense. Yes, the Cowboys have the best offense in the division, but defensively, they're at the bottom. The Giants are at the top when we're talking offense and defense. So keep stay sleeping. Stay sleeping. We're going to surprise some folks if you're not you know, already – on the Dan wagon, get on the Dan wagon now, cause
0: oh my god, <laughs> dimes? He's if he
1: doesn't, if he doesn't succeed next season, it's on him, and we know he's not the guy for the future. But if he comes out and plays like he should play, we're good, we're set up for the future. But enough of talking about the Falcons and the Giants. I know we might touch on them later on too. But what was your favorite signing? a free agency thus far. It doesn't necessarily be the Falcon, the Falcon signing. It could be anybody. Or you got multiple. My favorite signing,
0: honestly, if, if I'm being real with you, my favorite signing so far was Kenny Galladay. And that's just because, like, you look at where the Giants are right now and, like, signing Kenny Galladay to the rest of the league and not being a Giants fan, it almost makes you forget that they have, Saquon Quan Barkley that's coming back. And so in my head, before before I even thought of St. Quan, I'm thinking, all right, they got Kenny Galladay, so you can pretty much, you know, you got Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and they're already – and so I think the Giants stand to benefit so much with that on offense that it's, it, it'll be a sight to see next year. And – I think it all depends whether Daniel, you know, comes in and he just, you know, does what he's supposed to do. That's it. If he does that, I think they are the team to be, honestly. So I mean,
1: he's a down-the-field guy um, in terms of numbers. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's at the top of the league since 2018 in terms of, I think, his 20-plus yard uh, plays. Mm-hmm. He's, I believe, top five, if not top three. Um, and Daniel Jones... That's the best part of his game is the deep ball. So, but Jason Garrett doesn't utilize that, you know, with his, with his curls, his, you know, his flat routes, his slants. But now it looks like we're going to go vertical and get aggressive because we signed Galladay, who, you know, to stretch the field. We signed John Ross to stretch the field. So, Galladay, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. This Galladay signing reminds me of the Plexiglas Burr signing years ago. And everyone that everyone that's hating on the Giants because of the Giants, like yeah, you got receivers now, but look at who's your quarterback. Just look what Stephon Diggs did to Josh Allen's career in one season. Look what Plexico Burris did to Eli Eli's career when he joined the Giants. Like that. You, sometimes you just need that that extra player to you know help you grow. And I think Galladay's that guy. Galladay in his media interview said, he's still growing as a player too, and he wants to grow together with Dan- with Danny Dimes, so you know, I'm looking forward to that connection, it should be a good one, my favorite pick, uh, pickup wasn't necessarily a Giants pickup, so I, I know I'm getting excited about the Giants, but it was actually someone that we departed with, and that's Kevin Zeitler, I, I think Kevin Zeitler going to Baltimore was a really good pickup. Because now he's gonna fulfill the Marshall Yonda uh, spot the the void that he left when he retired. Because the offense wasn't nearly as effective when Yonda wasn't there. They were trying to replace him with some band aids. It wasn't working, mm-hmm. and now you get someone of Zeidler's caliber to fulfill that void. They're they're um, gonna improve for sure. And another signing that I enjoyed was um, Joe Thune going to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you're they're already, you know, filled with so many weapons, but they released their, their left tackle and their right tackle, and Joe Thune, yeah. yes, he's a guard by his primary position, but the dude has literally played every position on the offensive line, so he's versatile. So, all these, you know, injuries that they've dealt with in recent years, and having to shuffle the offensive line, having someone like Dooney who hasn't really missed much if any games at all and being able to plug him and play him anywhere, it's going to benefit them and allow them, you know, flexibility on like their offensive line depth. So I think that was a really good signing. And um one last signing is James Johnson to the Browns. The Browns I mentioned in the our mock draft that I had them going with uh J-O-K. I'm not going to say his name, but from Notre Dame, he's a linebacker, but he could play safety as well because they needed help on the defensive end. And John Johnson is so slept on as a safety. Coming over from the Rams, I think that was a really good pickup. You pair him with, you know, the other guys that they got there and Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, uh, Ronnie, uh, I forget his name. You should know. Bama guy. Safety. Uh, Ronnie... Dang. Uh, <laughs> I just blinked out. I just blinked out. Um, they traded him from the... They traded for him... They traded for him last season with the Jags. Ronnie Harrison. Safety. Yeah, Ronnie Harrison. John Johnson. So, that's a, that's a nice little duo for them. Obviously, they need more up on the defensive end. But they sh- they improved last season as a team, so that's only going to benefit them in that secondary. And they also got your guy, you know, Tack McKinley. So it- that was a nice little signing for them too. So, yeah, the Browns they they got better, but we'll see if you know they continue their success. They're yeah. trying to stay good. They they already yeah. had years of uh, suffering. They don't want to deal with that anymore. But what is your least favorite signing thus far?
0: So far my least favorite signing and I don't think it's based on scheme fit or I th- I think it's primarily primarily my least favorite signing because of how much they paid him. I think it's Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots. I think they paid him a lot too. for for you know I don't know, I just don't think it added up in my in my eyes at least. I had
1: a grand slam. It's everything he was doing at free agency. But he paid way too much. For sure. It, it is that a guy team, that... it is. I mean, they, they brought him to stretch the field. And I think he's a good receiver in terms of that role. But to pay him that much for just one really good season in Oakland? Like, bro. <laughs> did he not see the season before? when he In Philly, when he was dropping everything? Like, they definitely overpaid for him. I mean... I think it was a still I think it was still a good pickup for the offense, yeah. but in terms of fi- finances, it did I don't see it. But I like what they did with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. My favorite oh, pickup man. that they had was Jonu, so Cam to Jonu. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that.
0: That's um,
1: my my least favorite signing, has to be, has to be, Andy Dalton to the Bears.
0: Yeah, I can see. And
1: bro, they paid that man ten million dollars. What did what what yes. did he what did he do to deserve ten million dollars? Last season yes, yes. last season he didn't like yes, he was a you know, a capable backup for Dallas, but he didn't uh-huh. really do anything to deserve ten million dollars. And yes, you can mention his resume, like he's a winning quarterback, yada yada with his time in Cincy. You uh-huh. he, he, he made the playoffs. Uh-huh. But what did he do when he, you know he made the playoffs? He didn't do anything. And for no. Bears fans, I feel for no. them because you, know, you got all the rumors. Oh, we're gonna get Russell Wilson. We're gonna get Deshaun Watson. And then rumors come out saying we're gonna make a strong push for Russell Wilson, which they did. I'm not saying they didn't. But oh, then they papers. you know go out and pay the the red was it the Red Rifle? Red
0: Rifle, yeah.
1: Ten million dollars. That's my issue. Uh, is ten million dollars for Andy Dalton at that. I mean, I if you're gonna pay ten million dollars, I would have traded for Marcus Mariota because Marcus Mariota that. was getting I think eight million and he just literally just restructured his contract with the Raiders to stay. What uh-huh. the brief exposure we got of Marcus Mariota in in uh, Las Vegas look he looked like a totally different quarterback. And I'm not saying he wasn't talented in Tennessee, but you can see he grew as a player. So
0: he definitely be
1: better, especially in that in that system. Especially in that system, they, they the reason why yeah. they were so successful at the end of last season was the run game one, and two, Mitch Trubisky was a mobile quarterback. Nick Fol which Nick Foles was not, so he's able to move the pocket, and when things break down, he's able to use his feet. Marcus Mariota is one of the best quarterbacks on the run. Like, he's the one that's going to extend the plays and, and things like that. I think that would have been a better move. And I think you could have gotten him for cheaper. Like, just trade a couple draft picks. And you're paying less than $10 million for someone that's actually going to help you win games. I don't see the Red Rifle winning you any games.
0: I don't like it. I I feel like it's uh, when you could get someone else in there that you could start training. They're like... Use your draft pick to rather than taking someone we know. Uh... Well, he's not going to get you to the playoffs. Not going to get that's for sure. But I don't know. It feels like they just settled and they should have kept. They definitely
1: did. They definitely did. Um, and I'm not going to seem. I don't want to seem like I'm hating. But no, no, no. I'm talking about what I'm about to say. I'm talking Uh, about what I'm about to say. I don't want to seem like I'm hating, but I'm actually, so I'm going to actually show some love. Um, I actually like the move of Ryan Fitzpatrick on Washington. I know we were just talking about our least favorite, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, you love to watch uh the guy play. And he was playing so well in Miami last season, and he got the starting job snatched from underneath them, and he still felt like he was a starter. And Washington seems like they're going to commit to him for at least this season. They might draft somebody and develop them. If not, they're going to develop people who's already who are already part of the organization. But they seem committed to him, and like they're like our defense is good, so just go out and do, do you. And then they went out and got Curtis Samuel, which I think was a really good pickup. So, I'm as a Giants fan, I'm still excited to see him play in Washington. Um, as long as he's not playing the Giants. So that's what I mean by I'm gonna show love. There you go. Um But to to, you know, transition that, who do you think has had the worst off season thus far?
0: The worst off season? Damn, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about this one for a second. It's uh
1: it's it's personal opinion. Oh, no, it's, it's personal opinion. So just feel free to say whoever you want.
0: The first thing that comes to mind is the Texans. But what's not you know what's not bad about what's going on over there? It, it kind of I feels mean, like picking them. Picking I feel like they're just picking
1: up, up any and everybody at this point.
0: Yeah, like, it doesn't just so they like, like Deshaun
1: like, Watson. Look who we got. Look who we got. Yeah, stay, yeah. stay. Because like, oh, that's another signing I didn't like. Philip Lindsay to the Texans. Like he's, I don't, I don't he's... get it. I, the reason why I don't get it, I don't get it for him because like they just restructured David Johnson,
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: picked up Mark Ingram. So what yeah. are you doing going there? It, it doesn't uh, make. You sense. you literally could have picked anywhere, and you chose to go to the Texans. But then with the Texans, how the hell are you going to utilize all the three running backs? Like one of them is not going to get that much playing time. And if I if I'm going to say, I think Philip Lindsay is the most talented running back in that room currently. Like, who has the most potential? David Johnson. But he's not the the David Johnson of old. We've seen that already. Mm -hmm. So, you can continue on why you think that's the worst. They've had the worst offseason, but I I just want to, you know, rant a little bit.
0: It's exactly like you said. It feels like they're picking up whatever they can, and that's not how you build a winning football team. Like, there's a recipe to this, you know? You, You get what you need, And then you go to the draft, you look for your other needs, and you build accordingly rather than just dishing out money to whoever's going to come, which, like, to me personally, I don't know why the players are still going there anyways, but at the same time, they have their own reasons, you know. I can't judge a man for the choice he makes. They're getting
1: paid. You can't complain.
0: But it's just, if it was me and I was a free agency, I'd be like, the Texans. I kind of want to stay away from that, but.
1: But you yeah, got to think it, about it, too. They, they, they're searching for – some people are searching for PT. Some people are, are searching for a paycheck. So you, if you're it,
0: sign, if you're signing a one-year deal to go over there and, you know, just ball out for a season because there's nobody else there, then, yeah, I understand it because then you're going to get your payday at the end of the season because somebody's yeah. going to see you. But other than that, it looks like there's been no methods to their madness. It looks like it's literally just been madness over there, so – that I think is the worst free
1: agency. I can't disagree with that, uh, but I'm I'm going to pick a different team, obviously. Um, but I can't disagree with that just because they went out, signed Tyrod Taylor, traded for Ryan Finley. I was up... actually
0: happy about Tyrod though.
1: No, no, because... it, it, that's a good that's a good you know uh, insurance plan. But what I'm saying is, you picked up two quarterbacks, but you're committing to Deshaun Watson, quote unquote. Then you go pick up two running backs, and then you're asking Sammy Watkins to sign with you guys, and they're trying to pick up more receivers, more weapons, but that's not the issue with the team. The team was defense. Yeah. Defense and obviously protecting the quarterback. So, that's what I don't understand, because they lost a lot of close games, a lot mainly because they couldn't defend a soul. A soul for a soul. They couldn't do it. Do, um,
0: do they have any draft picks?
1: Do they have any draft picks? They have like I think the second lowest amount of draft picks, only to the Seahawks, which I'm going to uh, talk about in a second. But they're they're um they don't have no first round or second round pick, I believe.
0: That's bad, and they have anything about them picking up defense?
1: Yeah, it's it's so looking rough. What are you it's doing looking here? Rough. It's looking rough. I know they made a trade. They traded one of their linebackers for Shaq Lawson. Mm-hmm. Tra- okay. So it, I've seen that move. So
0: that's the only rough.
1: move well, I've seen in regards to defense. But yeah. speaking of the Seahawks, I think they have had the worst offseason thus far, in my opinion. And I'll speak about it right now. Main reason why I say that is because. All three teams in their division have made so much progress, and I feel like they've stayed st- stagnant. Like if not worse, they've stayed stagnant. Like Uh-oh. they just recently resigned Chris Carson. Okay, boom. They traded another pick, which they are already short picks. They traded another pick for Gabe Jackson, the offensive lineman, the offensive guard, from the the Raiders, which I think is a good pickup. So I it, don't get me wrong. But now you're trading away yeah. more assets that you desperately need. Okay. And you lost Shaquille Griffin with your best corner, and you could have used him to come back. Like, your defense was already suffering, and you could have used him whether he was going to play your cornerback two or your be your cornerback one. I feel like the Cardinals have got much better um, just with – Picking up J.J. Watt, whether he's the J.J. Watt of old or not. Picking up A.J. Green, whether he's the A.J. Green of old or not. I mean, both are not going to be the top weapons. Like, J.J. Watt's not your, your main pass rusher you have to worry about. You got Chandler Jones on the opposite side. A.J. Uh-huh. Green's not the number one receiver. You have DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Then they went out and they and they were picking up. Uh, they they traded for uh, Ronnie Hudson. Yeah, center, to center. To, you know, protect Kyler Murray. Like they lost Kenyon Drake. Yeah, who cares? Like he I, <laughs> he's he was replaceable. Like you're not saying oh, he no. wasn't good in the offense, he was replaceable. Chase Edmonds in his place played well. And if not, you can go out and draft a running back in this running back class. It's he's replaceable. So you and know. he was he's you sacrifice someone like Kenyon Drake for the three these three players that do well. Don't get me wrong, I don't think they're gonna win the division. But when they still improved from last season, their roster. And then we go to the 49ers. 49ers were just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and the only reason why they did so bad last season were, like, were because of injuries. So uh-huh. now they've gotten better because they got Alex Mack. Sorry, I had to mention it that's again. Not, but they got Alex Mack. They're getting, every back, they're getting everyone back in free agency. They re-signed Trent Williams. Uh-huh. Defensively, you might say that they got worse because, you know, the departures and stuff like that. But they're not as bad as people think. Like, the pass rush is still there. They yeah. still got Fred Warner, who's still a top linebacker in the league. You got Tart, who's still who's an underrated safety. Corners, you can draft corners.
0: Uh-huh. Like,
1: they're still... They can still perform well. And then you have the Rams, who clearly have a really good defense with Donald and Ramsey, you know, leading the way. Mm-hmm. And then you went ahead and upgraded your quarterback with Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Now they also just signed Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson to be the receiver three to join, you know, Cooper cup and um, uh, Robert, Wood. R- Robert Woods and Van Jefferson and at camp acres and the rest of the crew and the running back, bro, that division's got much better. And I feel like the Seahawks have stayed stagnant. And I honestly per, am going to predict right here that they're going to, if they don't change their ways, they're coming in last place in that division. It's not much of a, a bold prediction, but it's a prediction at that. Um, so that's that's kind that's of where I'm going with who I think lost the offseason. So let's end this podcast with some love. Uh, so show some love. Who do you think has had the best offseason this far? The best off
0: season. I mean, the Patriots came out strong, and you know, they they know how to get it done. So I think Belichick knows what he's doing. You know, everything besides giving Nelson Aguilar all that money, he, and even then, even giving him all that money, I think he will pan out to be the player that they want him to be. Which I mean,
1: they do well. They do well maximizing like their players' talent.
0: And it's also funny to see how, like, you know, the Patriots make their biggest splash in off season in years, and the Giants suddenly seem like they're turning that <laughs> corner to be competitive again. It just, you know, it's funny how life
1: works. Because they, so. they want to meet again in the Super Bowl, because you already know, you already know the kryptonite of these, uh, fran- the history of these franchises uh, in recent years. Or not recent years in the past two decades, do we know the Patriots' kryptonite? You could say is Tom Brady's kryptonite too, but we'll just say the Patriots in this instance and say uh, the Giants have their number come when it comes to you know big games. But I was gonna mention the Giants as a big winner this off season or I th- who I think won the off season. But I was gonna show love to the Patriots, but yeah, since you mentioned them. I'll mention the Giants, and I don't want to seem like a homer, but I think (laughs) low-key, they've had an impressive offseason to the point they've surprised me. They've surprised a lot of folks, and they come into this offseason with little to no cap space, and all of a sudden, Gettleman, with his big old textbook, figured out how to work the cap space and finesse the cap space like the cap space is fluid, and with it, with the cap space and drop, with the cap space dropping and coming to being a surprise, like no one expected the Giants to be this aggressive in the off season. Like we, they expected one big splash, maybe that's Galladay. Boom, the rest is just you know small little signings, which they did, but they were they were like really good signings, like low risk, high reward. But then to follow that up and get a Dory Jackson, and like not just just get him on a one year deal. You sign up to a multi-year deal and you pay up for him. This is not... This is not, you know, Gettleman. I don't know what's gotten into this man. But he realizes that his seat is hot. His seat is hot. If we, He's had three consecutive ten lost 10 loss seasons. If he doesn't start winning, that man is out of there. Yeah,
0: the boats.
1: Yes. So he realizes his seat is hot. Joe, Joe Judge has a vision... The players are sold into that vision. And they're not only sold into that vision. They're selling other players in the league to come join them and believe in that vision with them. Like, Galladay, both Galladay and Adore Jackson both said a lot of Giants players have reached out and they sold them on the vision. When they talk to Joe Judge, they see that he's genuine. They see that, you know, he's straightforward and they believe in his vision. Kyle Rudolph, another big signing that they made.
0: I think
1: he's that was okay. Yes, I think he's going to fulfill that Jason Witten role in Garrett's offense, like next season. He's a red. He might not be the Kyle Rudolph of old, but he's still a red zone threat. So, and he can, and he can block. I'm not he's not the greatest blocker, but he can block. So, I'm telling you, you got Kyle Rudolph, John Ross, Reggie Wagland, Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson, like. There's these small signings, and then obviously the big splashes that are going to make immediate impacts for next season. And I'm looking forward to because Dory Jackson, he can play special teams. I don't know if they'll have him play special teams, but he can. Galladay, I don't know what to say about Galladay.
0: And with with the NFC East, you know, it's it only takes gaps. a couple moves to be uh, a playoff contender in that division. And once you get to the playoffs, it's four games. So but
1: my my thing is. The Giants, although they didn't win the division last season, they were the best team in that division. And if it wasn't for, you know, them losing, and obviously they got to win to make the playoffs, but if it wasn't for them, like, beating themselves in certain games, they would have been in the playoffs. Like, people blame the Eagles for losing that Week 17 game. it shouldn't have came to that. If, yeah, if Evan Ingram caught the ball against the Eagles on Thursday Night Football, we make the playoffs. If if the game Dak got hurt and Andy Dolan came in, if the Giants close that game, mm-hmm. we make the playoffs. There's game If the Giants finish the comeback against the Bears, we make the playoffs. My point being, listen, we were 4-2 in the division last season. Both losses, we were winning those games and we choked. It was against the Cowboys and the Eagles. I'm telling you, we should have been 6-0 in the division. We were clearly the best team in the division. Our offense our offense was bad. I understand that. Our <laughs> defense carried us to what we had, but our offense only had to do so much, and they just couldn't get it done. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. I think we were the best team in the division last, last year. And a lot had to do with, you know, Dak getting hurt. But even then, even when Dak was playing, they were losing. So uh, I don't want to hear that. So... For them to be already the best team in the division, regardless of record, they are now the most balanced team in the division on paper. So it makes this division that much more interesting because all these teams besides the Eagles have, you know, made improvements. So, (laughs) I mean, the Eagles signed Anthony Harris, so that was a good signing but they signed Joe Flacco and they were trying to get a Dory Jackson but Giants were like no 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 not today my friend so uh (laughs) uh, I'm telling you Giants are gonna make some noise they're up and coming and I know I seem biased because I'm a Giants fan I'm just trying to show love but another so I'll try to show love to someone else um let me find somebody else uh dang this is hard (laughs) Cause you took you took the the Patriots from me, so you know what I'm gonna go with the Vikings. They overpaid for they yeah. overpaid for Patrick Peterson. Not saying they didn't, but I think that was a really good acquisition compared to Whoa. compared to what they have. And they stole Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants, and he was a really good player, very underrated defensive tackle. That signing reminded me of the Linvo Joseph signing when they stole Linville Joseph from the Giants, and that was just him hitting his prime. I think Dalvin Thompson is just hitting his prime. He's a good run stopper. So he's going to help that defense. That defense is going to get better. And the offense, we already know what the offense is. So they just have to improve the offensive line and obviously the pass rush and add some more pieces to that defense. But that, de- that team is definitely going to be do well. So the additions of Patrick Peterson and... Alright, so, <laughs> with with Isaiah just staring at me, I guess he has nothing to say. So, um, that's all we have for you guys today. Let us know in the comments, in the reviews, who you guys, you know, what were your favorite pickups, your least favorite pickups? Who you think has won the offseason thus far? Who do you think is the loser of the offseason thus far? We want to hear from you guys. Um, coming this April, before the draft, we are going to have our mock draft 2.0. Uh, so just stay tuned for that. It's gonna get interesting. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be different from what our, the the first mock draft. And um, pay attention. UFC two hundred and sixty is this weekend on Saturday. And if you have not already, go check out our most recent episode of UFC. Uh, you know, I believe it was episode thirteen. Episode 13, go check that out. We talked about our predictions for UFC 260. Unfortunately, the Brian Ortega and Alexander Volkanovski fight is canceled due to COVID, but they they postponed it. So we just don't know the date yet. But before Isaiah goes, Isaiah, who do you have? I know you watch UFC. Who do you have walking out as a heavyweight champion? Stipe or Engano?
0: It's, it's, for me, it's hard to go against Engano. So I'm rocking
1: with Ngannou Okay You have the underdog (laughs) in this one You heard it here first He's got Francis Ngannou Um, Until next time You know Be on the lookout We're going to have another episode dropping Thursday So just stay tuned Peace
0: You're talking about balls deep I'm talking about balls deep We're talking about balls deep In love Deep. My boy's talking about Balls Deep. We're talking about Balls Deep in love.